Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? For the video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. It's the final new comic book day of January, so it's time to focus on the monthly comic haul. I'm starting off with Marvel, and I'm starting off with a Star Wars comic. So here we have Star Wars number one. Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't there a Star Wars comic recently? Why, yes, there was. Uh, That was the Marvel series that started after the Dark Horse license expired, and it went back to Marvel. Star Wars started in Marvel in 1976, but then they ended the license in the mid-80s, and it went over to Dark Horse since the 90s to the 2000s, 2010s. And then it went back to, to Marvel. So they had a Star Wars series uh, that went for 75 issues, which took place after A New Hope, but before Empire Strikes Back. And so now here we have a new series that takes place right after Empire Strikes Back. Hmm, isn't that what, what the whole Shadows of the Empire was about? So we'll see what happens. So this is number one. I've got the variant cover, the Probe Droid variant cover with a 40th anniversary emblem on the cover. Can you make those cool noises that these little droids can? I can't. Next we've got Ghost Spider number six, uh, legacy number number 56. Now why is it legacy if the comic now is called Ghost Spider? It originally started off as Spider-Gwen or Radioactive Spider-Gwen volume one and there was a volume two which went on for like 20... Uh, nine issues or something then it started over as spider gwen ghost spider and then that started over as ghost spider so legacy issue 56 greg land cover very cool uh, gwen stacy pose in her outfit here uh, they're still not doing the spider verse shoes how do you feel about that in edge of spider verse the movie uh she had you know more ballet sort of shoes and now here she's got the original ones. so of course i go with the original ones Um, But it's only a matter of time before the movie stuff affects the comic book stuff. This is a kind of a fun cover. I think it's slightly busy. You'll be fine with the Greg Land art right here. While you also need the Gwen Stacy out of costume part. And then Gwen over the top of the buildings. And then her in her, uh, you know, mask. Uh, I don't know if you need everything. Just by herself, Greg Land right there in that cool pose. That's all you need. Next is The Amazing Spider-Man number 37 and number 38. So I've been reading Spider-Man since 1987, on and off, mostly on over the last few years. And so here we've got uh, the uh, issue 37, which is legacy number 838, still hard to believe, over 800 issues of The Amazing Spider-Man. So I really love this issue number 38, uh, the Marvel's X variant cover, just amazing cover right here with this character mixing up Venom, Carnage, Symbiotes, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm afraid I don't really know what's going on in this cover, but I just know that I love it and I need to have it on my wall. Moving over to the Distinguished Competition, I'm catching up with Teen Titans number 37 and number 38. This has been a pretty fun series. I like the ensemble cast and the young versions of these characters, plus the new characters such as Jin and what's the name again? Roundhouse, Roundball, Speedball, whatever his name is. Um, Kid Flash, Red Arrow, Crush, um, and Robin, Damon Wayne. I'm enjoying the the series and there's a huge betrayal that happened uh, on the previous issue. And then there's a huge revelation at the end of this issue and the revelation, revelation continues on this one. I love that cover. 
Um, so the Alex Garner covers were some of the most amazing covers, and uh, it doesn't look like he's doing them recently, but I still love these covers. I like this cover better than the other cover. This is variant cover number two for number 37. I, I like this sort of ensemble jumbled aspect. Yes, I just said that the Gwen Stacy one was a little too busy. This one's even more busy, but I like it because it works with every different character and then the color palettes. And then uh, number 38 is cool. I love the Dutch angle aspect of it all. Crush right in the middle. She's my favorite. She's so cool and tough. I want to be her friend, but she'll kill me. Uh, and this is variant cover number two, Teen Titans number 38. Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Okay, so there was The Dark Knight, DK2, DK3. What was the subtitle for DK2? DK2 Returns or whatever? And then DK3, The Master Race. Now, what is this? The Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Is it still DK3? Is it DK4? What is it? Well, it's obviously from the timeline of what happened after the uh, events of DK3 with the Kryptonian invasion of Earth. That was a pretty epic uh, series. And we've got Frank Miller and Raphael Grandpa. Uh, along with Jordi Belair. His name's all over the place. I see I see him all over the place on DC Image, all over the place. And so this is issue number one, uh, kind of a con one of the variant... It was a variant cover that was controversial because it reminded people of the Hong Kong protests. I stand in solidarity with the people of Hong Kong, and if that causes a little bit of chagrin with the Chinese government, I'm all for it. Topple the hierarchy. Anyway, this is the latest Frank Miller joint over at DC Black Label. What do you think about Black Label now being this like subsidiary somewhat of DC? Although I don't think they're pushing the envelope enough like they always said they were going to with the Black Label. Uh, I have not seen enough penises in the Black Label like they promised, so we'll see how it goes. Wonder Woman number 750, the Adam Hughes 2000s variant cover. So... Uh, Wonder Woman around since 1941 and uh, by uh, Marston and his ladies creating Wonder Woman. Uh, she's been around for a long, long, long time. A lot of great artists. I kind of liked also the Brian Boland cover, but I went with the Adam Hughes cover. The, the cover from the 40s and the 60s, they were all pretty amazing. But I went with this cover, 750 number issue and then 999. So we've had... Action Comics number 1000, Detective Comics number 1000, Wonder Woman number 750, and there's just these high numbers in these comics. Amazing Spider-Man over at Marvel. And uh, this is a cool, like, little really thick anthology sort of one-shot sort of thing with multiple stories. Very cool, so I picked that one up. Over at Image, we have Spa number 304, the longest-running Guinness Book of World Records independent comic book uh, surpassing Cerberus by Dave Singh and Gerard uh, by four issues. So here we've got some new cool stuff. We've got She Spawn, we've got Spawn doing cool stuff against uh, this global cabal of like horror and religion and such. I've been enjoying getting back into Spawn. There's a huge history in this character and the more you know the better, but they do a good job of jumping into the action and having you know what's going on just enough. Over at Dark Horse, we've got Usagi Yojimbo Color Classics. Now, as I read through this, I didn't quite remember the stories in here, so uh, I wonder exactly what they're reprinting. I didn't really see it in the Indisha, what they're reprinting. They don't really seem to be printing issue number one of the first Usagi title, because I read that recently, and unless it's all getting jumbled up in my mind, I don't think this is reprinting that. Uh, and I probably won't really get too many of these, but I wanted to get issue number one. And I like Stan Sakai, 
Interestingly, Tom Luth is not colorizing these. Luth has worked with Sakai for a long, long time, and I haven't really looked it up, but I hope Tom Luth is okay, because we have a different uh, colorist. And the coloring is just fine. Um, it's very uh, painterly. Um, it's good quality color. I prefer black and white to Sagi Ojimbo, and there is a black and white story in here anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, color classics from Musagi Ojimbo, character celebrating 35 years by Stan Sakai. Moving over to Dynamite, I'm picking up Vengeance of Vampirella on the reg. This is like volume 2, the first volume was in the 90s, and I'm really liking the story. Uh, spoiler alert, Vampirella is dead when the, when the story begins in issue 1, and her uh, old cohorts are trying to bring her back to life because the world is a hellish nightmare of death and destruction. 20 years after her death in the 90s, the world is a hellhole uh, controlled by Mistress Nyx and whoever controls her. And so Vampirella is, is uh, they're trying to resurrect her to, to get the vengeance upon who killed her, Mistress Nyx killed her, and to save humanity. So here's a beautiful cover. This is cover B, and I'm enjoying this story so far. Next up, also by Dynamite, is Deja Torres, number two, by Dan Abnett et al., cover by Lucio Parillo. Uh, this is a number two, very cool cover, very powerful warrior women of Barsoom. I wish the interior art was this was this style. Interior art is good, but I wish it was this, although the, the book would be extremely late if it was this quality of art month after month. Uh, so uh, we'll have to settle for these rad covers. Speaking of Lucio Parillo, uh, here is the Red Sonia Age of Chaos, number one, with uh, Red Sonia versus Purgatory. Uh, so this is with Eric Burnham and Jonathan Lau. Again, it's just the cover art that Parillo did, uh, but it's still amazing stuff. And his hyper photorealistic fantasy art is really good, especially with the lovely ladies of uh, Dynamite slash Chaos. And I wanted to get into the series with issue one. Number two is already out, I believe, but uh, I got number one just to see if I want to continue with it or not. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number 11. The little series that could. It started off as just a... going to be like a four or five issue uh, little mini-series, and it's off to 11 issues. So obviously it means that uh, we all love the hostess with the mostest. I've been picking up the photo covers, Cassandra Peterson herself as her Elvira counterpart. Amazing covers, love them so much. She's just so cool. She can drag me to the underworld any day. And um, this is uh, totally out of the season. We're in January, but she's wearing this like beautiful little Halloween costume. Uh, they needed to wait for it for Halloween 2020, but I'm not complaining. So I picked up Elvira, Mistress of the Dark number 11. Over at IDW, I still can't believe that uh, Ninja Turtles are at IDW, R.I.P. Mirage Studios. And we're at issue 101 of the latest Ninja Turtles series, which I think is like volume 5. There was Mirage. They had at least two volumes, maybe three. And there's also the TMNT series. But this main Turtle series is 101, which I don't believe they um, continued it from the original numbering. Anyway, this is cover B, a very wistful cover, a very sad cover. If you know what happened in issue 100, it is a very sad ending to that issue with some new beginnings. And uh, back to the regular price and length at issue number 101 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eastman, Campbell, and Patterson. 
IDW is also publishing this new series, Read Only Memories. I, I want to keep calling it Random Access Memories. Read Only Memories. Um, this is a pretty cool series. I got the like the 16-bit version, or is that 8-bit? The 8-bit uh, cover from Neo Fotisto. Um, it's a very cool like uh, retro video game style. We've got the main character. She's a reporter detective who is trying to find the husband of, of a little robot with mixed uh, mystery and intrigue happening in the far-flung future of 2067. I've been enjoying that one so far. I saw this on the shelf and I'm like, WTF, get in my bag. I got from IDW, Star Trek Voyager, Mirrors and Smoke. This is a one-shot. Say you like Voyager, say you like the Mirror Universe, this is Mirror Voyager. And just like some other aspects of Mirror Trek, everyone is evil. Even the cover proclaims plunder the Mirror Universe with Janeway. So I can't wait to see how uh, the uh, Voyager crew is um, like, you know, plundering uh, the Mirror Universe and really having their way with it. Belana looks so tough in her. A Klingon warrior outfit. 25 years of Star Trek Voyager? I can't believe it. Um, but yep, if you're into Voyager, gotta get this. It's it's only a one-shot. Next up at Oni Press, I picked up Rick and Morty versus Dungeons & Dragons Chapter 2 Painscape number 4. The uh, Dungeons & Dragons character sheet variant cover. Each version of this, issues 1 through 4, have had Rick really leveling up and getting tougher and tougher. And now he is a wizard fighter rogue cleric. Emphasis on the Rick. And some of his powers now are infinite. And his little graphic, has he's, he's gotten even more evil and powerful. And this has been very enjoyable. Uh, great story and art. And just a, a great little cover that I like here, this um, variant. Archie versus Predator number five of uh, five, uh, volume two that is. So this is this is a WTF series that ended in another WTF what the frick, and I'm just like agog at what this story was. If you didn't read it, get the trade or go back and get the other issues. I think it kind of flew under the radar, but it is volume two. Uh, Robert Hack does all the interior art. Love his stuff. Um, after his work on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'm really starved, starved for his work, and I'm glad to see it here in Archie vs. Predator Volume 2. Moving over to Ablaze, I've picked up Unsacred Number 3 from Mirka Andolfo, originally published in Italian as Sacro Profano. It is basically a little devil, Damiano, that falls in love with a little angel, Angelina. And uh, she's totally pure and innocent, and he has really devilish thoughts in his mind, and they've been dating for seven years, and uh, they still haven't consummated their relationship. And this is issue number three. Now, when I first got issue one and two, you know, I really like Andolfo's art, but I kind of didn't like the story too much as I kind of browsed it. But then as I sat down to, like, really read it, I really liked it. It's fun, it's cheeky, it's sexy, it's cute, it's heartfelt. They really do love each other. He's like the horny or the horned boyfriend, and she's like the totally innocent angel girl. And uh, you get a really good sense that they do really love each other, even though he's like always thinking of one thing and it's disgusting. Um, it's, it's a really cute series, so pick it up if you haven't. This is from Ablaze. And lastly from Ablaze, I saw this when I was looking at uh, Previews World from Diamond, and I finally was able to get a copy. Uh, here is Kids number one. Um, this cover features a Goonies, the movie Goonies homage, and it's basically kids versus zombies, 
and um, I don't know really too much about it, and so I wanted to get it because it seemed interesting. The, the homage covers looked cool, so now I got it, and I can't wait to read it. So that was this month's Comic Haul. If you're interested in the podcast, don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcasting app, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. Week after week, I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection, and rate it on the five dimensions of cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of one to five. And then at the end of the month, I do a comic haul, which you can see if you go over to patreon.com slash vmcampos, totally for free. I hope you enjoyed this month's haul. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you next week.